welcome, welcome, welcome back to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and if you are looking for a podcast that will inspire you, that will inform you and educate and pump you up to go chase those dreams and make those goals happen, this podcast is for you. This one is on fire. We are all about the kids at Rodeo Kids. We are making some switches and transitioning into a more um, open and available platform for youth in the Western industry. So this year, the 2023 Rodeo Kids leadership team will be hosting our podcast guests. Each member will be picking their guests and doing the interviews. These kids are stepping out of their comfort zones and stepping into who God has called them to be. are proud of our team leader, Callie McCoy, for taking the lead on the first Team Leader Podcast. She will be interviewing Ted Noose, who is a 14-time NFR qualifier, world champion, bull rider, and clinician. And this man is amazing. He is, like I said in the beginning, so full of good advice to fire you up, not only for your competition and for chasing your goals, both inside and outside of the arena, but for God. God's got something out there for you, and he just shows and tells and exemplifies how when we put him in the lead, such amazing things can happen. You can become the world champions. You can win the gold buckles. You can slay those goals, whether you want to be a business owner or get a better grade or whatever your goal is, you can go after it and you can do it. Put him in the lead, go after it. Once you master the fundamentals, it's all mental after that. So stay tuned for this rodeokids.com podcast. And last but certainly not least, don't forget to hit the follow button and share this podcast with anybody who can gain from it. Our goal is to grow the youth and to inspire and just to help them know that we are out there supporting them. We want them to succeed and we want to give them the tools to do it. So head on over, click follow, click share, and listen up. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Rodeo Kids team leader Callie McCoy interviewing world champion bull rider and 14-time NFR qualifier Ted Noose. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. But we're all here, and um, I'm Camry. Uh, I own RodeoKids.com, and Callie is one of our team leaders, and we are so excited um, to have her on the team. And she took on the challenge of being the first team leader to do her individual podcast interview. So she took that challenge on on Monday and uh, she said that she's going to invite you. And I thought, perfect way to start off these team leader interviews and podcasts. So I'm going to turn this over to Callie. I know she's got some awesome questions for you and she's really excited to have you on as a guest, Ted. Sounds good. We usually start these out with telling you, with you telling us a little bit about yourself. So who you are, where you got started, how you got involved in rodeo, and how you got to where you are today. So give us a little background on the legendary Ted News. Uh, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a cowboy. Uh, my mom and dad bought me a pony when I was five years old. 
and I started riding and uh, I rode almost every day. It, it you know, grew into a real passion. And uh, as I grew older, my mom and dad took me to some gym cannas out in California. And then uh, by the time I'm uh, 12 years old, I start roping. And then uh, I got to rope a lot as a kid. I uh, went to a bull riding school when I was 14 years old to Larry Mahan's out in Lake Comanche, California. And I'd only been on one bull before that school. And then uh, uh, by the end of the school, I rode a really good bull that turned back and really bucked. And I was able to stay on him. And that was like my 14th bull probably. And then I was pretty much hooked. I was had a, had a real passion for riding bulls. And, uh, you know, just one thing led to another. And uh, my passion grew. My confidence grew. I got on a lot of practice bulls. And uh, by the time, between the ages of 16 and 17, uh, bull riding, I you know, I found my groove. I was really doing well. And at the, there's an amateur association out there in California. It's called the CCA. And uh, I was able to ride their bucking bull of the year. He was unridden bull. And this was when I was 17. And right after I rode that bull, I decided that I was going to get my permit and turn pro. So I turned pro uh, in 79 and I won rookie of the year in 1980. What is one of the things that like, in, that caused you for, you said you roped first and then you started to ride bulls. Like what is it that pun intended hooked you into bull riding? <laughs> he, uh, well, it just, uh, uh, it came down to winning. It was really tough to win in California when I was a kid because I had to rope a lot against a lot of tough ropers like Alan Bach and Ricky Green and, and uh, guys like Walt Woodard and, and it was oh, team roping in California, you know, in the late seventies was really tough. And I began, and, I mean, as soon as I, after I went to that school of Mayhans, uh, you know, I started winning really quick. And so that gave me a lot of motivation and a lot of passion. That's the first part of your career. Um, when you were, qualified for the NFR it was in Oklahoma you were there before it switched so tell us a little bit about when you really got going well after uh 1980 uh that was my first professional year I won rookie of the year I won more money than anybody else that first year in the bull riding in the PRCA and then my next goal was to uh you know, qualify for the national finals rodeo in, in 81, I missed it. I, I missed qualifying for finals and, uh, I, I finished in the top 25, but you know, it, it really, it really, uh, had a big effect on me. It made me, uh, really unsatisfied and, and hurt inside because I, I didn't achieve my goal. And then, uh, so I had to go home and, and get a job because I, I totally went broke in 81 trying to qualify for my first NFR, and I missed it. So I went and got a job, and uh, in the beginning of 1982, I was rodeoing with Charlie Sampson, 
and uh, he had a phenomenal year. He he went he went the whole year in the lead for the world championship, and he won it. And I got to witness all that, and I qualified for my first NFR in 1982. And Charlie and I, we were like really good buddies, and you have to have someone you know that when you're having bad days or tough times and somebody says, no, you can do it. Come on. We got to stay focused. We got to keep going. And that's what Charlie was for me. And and I tried to motivate him the same way. And it really worked out well. He won a championship. And I think I finished uh, in the top 10 for the world championship in 82. That brings us into hauling partners, which I know you spoke about it on your Facebook. I read that part. Um, you were part of the undeniably toughest generation of bull riders. So tell us about who you hauled with in all your years of pro rodeo and how important it is to surround yourself with the best. Well, in uh, 1980, I rodeoed with Jerry Beagley, uh, my rookie year. And Jerry Beagley was runner up to Donnie Gay in 79, the year before. And so he knew all the ropes. He, he, he knew how to enter. He knew what rodeos to enter. And he knew how to, to get around, really travel. And Jerry really helped me a lot. And then by the time I got with Charlie, you know, I had figured things out pretty well. Uh, and uh, that positive attitude is so important. Whenever you're having a bad day and, and things aren't working and, and your traveling partner, you know, he's telling you, man, it's going to be, we're going to have a great day tomorrow. It's going to be all, you know, and, and it, and it, keep encouraging each other like that, that is a huge bonus. That will help you get there whenever you feel like quitting. Have you hauled with people who don't have that kind of attitude? Not for very long. Okay, which I, that's what I figured your answer would be, but I know like some of the, these kids who listen to this, you know, that's a, that's a tough conversation to have. Um, do you have any advice for kids who are in that position where they know that they're hauling with somebody that isn't serving their goals? Uh, you, you, it's like this, they are not helping you. And if they're not helping you, then they're not like, you need to get away from them because rodeo is a very tough way to make a living. I made a living riding bulls for 16 years. And the quicker you figure this out, the quicker you're going to reach your goals. That's just the way it is. And you need to uh, you, you look, rodeoing is 99.9% mental after you master the fundamentals. And you better have a positive attitude because if you don't, you're not going to make it. I love that. And just like almost getting comfortable being uncomfortable having those conversations because if it's not right and things aren't good, you got to get comfortable saying, hey, this isn't working. Yeah, the faster you figure that out, the faster you're going to, you know, you're going to start achieving your goals again and get back on the right, right in the right frame of mind. You know, the winning is all a frame of mind. You know, and if you're happy and you're having fun, it's easy to win. But if you're discouraged and you're trying to rodeo and you're broke, it's really tough. Mm hmm. Kelly, that kind of sounds like what our team goals are this year is to to make sure to keep it fun. Yes. Um, it's very important. Yeah. So you speak on self-talk a lot. 
What are your tips on staying positive? Uh, it, okay, just say, you know, you're, you're back in the box and, and you break, break a barrier or, you know, you're late or you miss whatever. And then you, you're riding back across the arena and, or you just been bucked off a bull and you're saying to yourself, man, I knew I was going to break out. I knew I was going to miss. I knew it. And when you say, I knew it, you're telling your great brain. Okay. Our brain God, we were created in God's image. Okay. So, and you're telling yourself this negative stuff. And if you keep saying it long enough, you're going to start to believe it. What I would do whenever I got bucked off, I would, I would walk back to the bucking sheets telling myself, you are the best, you are the best, you are the best, you know, constantly uh, changing those negative feelings into positive thoughts. And when you do that and you master it, then things start to change pretty fast, but it's not easy. It takes a lot of practice and you got to do it every day. You can work on your mental game every single day. Even if you're not getting on a bull or a bronc, you can be watching great. You can have great role models, and you 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 study those guys. You study them, and you keep playing those 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 uh, those things over and over in your mind until you work at it so hard till it becomes you. And when you have a great role model, I had two role models that I really watched and paid attention to. One was Donnie Gay and the other one was Denny Flynn. Both of them rode bulls extremely well. And that's that's who I studied. I studied those guys. How did you go about setting your goals when you were? Well, you- my, well, my first goal was to, to, win, uh, to win Rookie of the Year. And I achieved that goal. My second goal was to qualify for the National Finals Rodeo. And I achieved that goal by the time I was 21. When I was 24, you know, after I qualified for the national finals rodeo, then my goal was to win the world. By the time I was 24 years old in Las Vegas, I achieved that goal. What was that process like? Like when, when you set a goal like that, like that's a, that's a big goal and it takes a lot of tenacity to do that. So what were, what were things that you put in your mind when you said like, this is what I want to do? What followed that? a lot of reinforcement, you know, I, uh, you got to believe first thing, you know, it's, the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. We can't even please God. If we don't have faith, we got to start to believe in ourselves. We got to have these goals and we got to, we got to work on them every day until they manifest themselves into our lives. And when you do that and you're setting these goals, you start to really see results and then your confidence grows and then your faith grows and then your relationship with God grows. And so it just, it snowballs and it's, uh, you know, it's just, I've been able to live my passion for so long. Like it's just, I understand it. I understand how my mind works and I understand how important it is to have a positive outlook and have goals. And it just keeps, it just keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you made it to the NFR 14 consecutive times, which everyone knows is a crazy statistic. So tell us how important consistency is along with your mental game. Well, it it has a lot to do with passion. You know, like I never got up one day thinking, boy, I sure don't want to do this. I got up every single day telling myself it's a great day 
and I'm going to win somewhere today. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I'm going to take care of my business before anything else happens. I'm going to get up early in the morning. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to make sure I entered my rodeos. I'm going to make all my airline reservations. I'm going to take care of all my business before I do anything else. And that was my lifestyle. That's what I did every single day. I, I took care of business first. I worked out first. I watched films first. I got on practice booth. All that stuff was so important to me that if I, that's just, you know, that was my life. Mm -hmm. Can you highlight a little bit about like the fitness side of it? Because it seems like you don't usually hear people um, from past generations talking about going to the gym very often. Like it, in my, it didn't seem like that was the cowboy way, you know, you gotta be tough and rough. And can you talk about that a little? Oh, I, you know, for me, it was, uh, I was going to do whatever it took. That was my mindset. I didn't care how many hours I was going to have to spend in the gym. You know, when I would go to the finals, I'd be doing two aerobic classes a day, one in the morning, one at night. I lifted lightweights. I didn't lift heavyweights. I, I wanted to be flexible and move. That's why I did aerobic classes. And by the time I'd get to the NFR, you know, I would, my body would be in six, I'd be 6% body fat. I'd be lean and I'd be ready. And my mind was really focused and I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I knew how I was going to feel and I knew how I was going to act before it ever happened. And that's, that's how I prepared my mind. When you, you know, rodeo is 99.9% .9 mental after you figure out, after you master, you teach your body the fundamentals so well, you no longer have to think about it then it's all mental. It's a mental game. And it's, it's mm -hmm. something that, you know, your passion just keeps carrying you on and you just keep going for it and things just keep happening and you keep one goal after another goal. And pretty soon, you know, you, you're at the top of the mountain. Did you face any injuries in your career? No, I got one time in, uh, in San Antonio, I had this bull, uh, Y11, and he was a really good bull. And he turned back right there in the gate to the left. And I made a great ride. And uh, the whistle blew, and I stepped off, and I stepped right alongside of him. And his hind end came around and knocked me down, and his back foot landed on my back. It cracked two of my ribs and punctured one of my lungs. But uh, I was never out for more than a couple of weeks because uh, I rode at Houston. I got on my first bull at Houston, you know, two weeks later. It's just, did I have pain? Sure, I had pain, but my passion was bigger than my pain, and so I just kept kept going. One time in Salt Lake, uh, in '87, uh, is that uh, I was I was going for the championship, and a bull knocked me out and uh, drugged me around, and 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 I was up at Salinas two days later, and 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 I got on at Salinas and today they'd say no man because I, I had a severe concussion I, I woke up in the hospital he, they had to carry me out of the arena in Salt Lake and two days later I'm getting on in Salinas because my passion just you know was so big if I was breathing I was gonna I was gonna get on if I could climb in the buck and shoot I was gonna get on do you still encourage that like today if somebody has a concussion like if their passion you know with I, studies and stuff I tell Wyatt and Weston, I say, you do what the doctor says. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a little different when you're uh, on the other side of the buck and shoots and then your dad. Oh, yeah, it's a lot different. Uh, I I seem to be more nervous now than ever before. Uh, you know, watching them ride and coaching them and 
taking them to all these clinics and the things that we do, uh, we work at it. Yeah. Yeah. Callie had a great question um, that she was telling me about for, for the parenting side of things. Yeah. So I grew up around y'all. So I've seen the boys ride a lot. And you talk about you were from California. You grew up when team roping was the big thing. There wasn't as many rough stock riders out there as there is now. How different is it for the boys growing up in the cowboy capital of the world of Stephenville, Texas, oh. compared to what? Oh, it, it's great. It's uh, we've been uh, we've been going to Ty Murray's Brandon since they were probably like five and six or seven, and uh, Ty has told them, "Man, work every event," and so. We work a lot of events. They they team rope, calf rope, ride bulls and broncs, and uh, I they had Ty really had an impression on their life. You know, we we know uh, his mother real well, Joy, and uh, Joy would tell us stories about when Ty was was little and how he uh, it was his goal from a very early age to beat Larry Mahan's record. This is how powerful your mind is. So. He wrote a deal, I think, when he was in the fourth or fifth grade about how he wanted to beat Larry Mahan's record, you know, and that was a big deal. And uh, Larry Mahan won six all-around titles, okay, and he won two bull riding world championships. Ty wins seven all-around titles and two bull riding championships. Tell me how powerful your mind is. The quicker you start sowing those seeds into your mind and the more you water them and nourish them, the quicker they're going to manifest themselves into your life. And that's exactly what I saw happen through listening to Joy, uh, how she helped Ty, you know, make that goal a reality. There was a study a long time ago. It was about the Russian Olympic team and how they trained their Olympic athletes. And they would have them practice visualizing, you know, what just exactly what you're saying. They would practice have them just shooting the ball in their mind and watching it go through the net shoot the ball at the free throw and watch it go through the net in their mind and at the end of the test the the guys that that just visualized they outshot the guys that that physically practiced every day wow and so that that is the that is the that is the power that we have in us all we have to do is learn how to master our mind use our visualization and really study things deeply and i'm just a, a huge believer you know i i can anything that i truly want in my life i know i can achieve it that because of it's just the way god designed us we're created in his image we're we're created to create that's how we do our best when you're setting those goals and you're achieving those goals and you're learning and you're you're growing there's no better life. It's it's served me so well. It's just it's been a great ride. How are you helping your boys work through the mental side? No, we work on it every day. I know how important it is. I know how important it is. You know, I we 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 concentrate on nothing but great rides, great runs, you know, whether they're roping calves or or they are team roping. We we watch the best. We we create those images in our mind of what it looks like to be the best. We want to, we want to look our best. We want to feel our best and we want to see it happening, happen in our mind. 
And the more we see it, the clearer that picture becomes. And the more we work on it, the faster it's going to manifest itself. That's just how it works. Are there things that you do, like actual activities or strategies that you use to implement that like another kid who's listening to this could take on in practice? I think, you know, uh, get a role model. Find somebody that's getting the results you want and you study them. It's study them. It's like, you know, see how they act. See how they talk to people. And you create that image in your mind and you get so crystal clear that you can do it yourself. It's almost like a movie. You know, you're playing the part in the movie and you're the main star of every event and you win. That's how you have to feel about it. And you have to be able to see that in your mind. And whenever you're focused like that, it takes away all the pressure. Like there's no pressure. It's just, I'm going to go do my deal that I love. I'm going to go do the, the thing that I love today and I'm going to get to show off and I'm going to have a good time doing it. And that's how you have to feel about it. So you get rid of that pressure and anxiety of feeling like, man, I got to do this or I, I, I can't, you know, I, I got to get out. I, I can't, I got to get out and I got to throw my rope really quick. And, you know, like when you see these guys and it happens so natural, just, just look at Jackie Crawford the other day, look how good she looked when she roped that, that calf for, for $600,000. It, it looked effortless. She'd been playing that role so many, she's played that role so many times in her mind that it was just easy and effortless. And that's how it has to be. How, to react and respond so you don't you don't have to think when you mm -hmm. think hey you can't think about this now, you have to practice so much that you eliminate thinking because thinking makes you late you can't think and make a move on a bull you can't think and make a move on a bronc you, you're on the ground by that time mm -hmm. yeah it all happens so fast and and like you you've said multiple times it's not it, it is practicing physically you have got to put in the physical reps it's 99% mental after you master the fundamentals so you've got to get those fundamentals mastered <laughs> that's right that's exactly right you had been i mean you've talked about faith you know rodeo kids is a christian based organization and um what's your walk with god been like well uh i i feel like you know i'm I'm successful, but yet I'm a failure. You know what I mean? I like, uh, I'm a Christian and I love God, but I still make mistakes. I still say the wrong thing sometimes. I still get mad. No, nobody can make me more mad than White and Weston. And, you know, I, it's just a, uh, it's an ongoing journey with God. Thank God he's so forgiving. He loves us. He created us in his image and he wants us to keep learning. As long as I'm here, I'm going to learn and I'm going to set goals and I'm going to keep moving forward with my life. And I'm going to watch wide and Weston because I am their role model. They see me every day. They see how I act and how I treat different situations. And that's going to play a big impact on their life. You know, eventually when they get out on their own, they're, they're going to be thinking on their own and they're going to, they'll remember some of the stuff that I taught them. And what's the Bible say, teach a kid, uh, the what his the what or the right way and it will not depart from him that's mm -hmm. that, that's what I want yeah that's one that we use for rodeo kids often you know I, and Callie's heard me say it before I'm sure and um, you know it's not just parents either it's adults all adults have a role to play because we are their role models whether they're our children or not um, 
it it is how we train a child in the way they should go and he will not depart but we each have a responsibility to do that because kids these days are the way they are because of adults oh these days <laughs> and you know what you know what's so bad is because uh just the language that kids use today it's like it's it's not it's just not acceptable you know mm -hmm. let's let's take control of our mind and our mouth and but their life and death is in the power of the tongue. And let's speak life. Let's speak good mm -hmm. about each other. Let's build each other up. That's what I'm about. That's kind of like the text we we talked about today, Callie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. I, I was reading in my Bible and it was um, the verse with their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. Um, it's Proverbs 11, 9. And uh, in my study Bible, it says the mouth can be either used as a weapon or a tool hurting relationships or building them up. Sadly, it's often easier to destroy than to build. And most people have received more destructive comments than those that build up. Every person you meet today is either a demolition site or a construction opportunity. Your words will make a difference. Will they be weapons for destruction or tools of construction? Amen. That's good. Yeah. One of the other questions I had, which I'm writing an article about what kids need to hear parent-wise, and you talk about Wyatt and Weston make you mad pretty often. Um, what advice would you give parents on raising successful and passionate competitors? Uh, you just got to love your kids and just, you know, realize that none of us are perfect. We're going to make a lot of mistakes. Just try to be as forgiving as God is to you. Like, you know, God, he forgives me of all of my sin and and he loves me and created me in his image. And, and I got to treat White and Weston. I got to try to treat them the exact same way God treats me. You know, that's how, that's how God wants it. I, I believe that's his perfect will, you know, for me to be a parent is to, is to do the right thing. And whenever I'm wrong, say I'm wrong, you know, and I'm sorry. And cause I make as many mistakes as anybody but at the same time, I'm going to keep going forward no matter what. That's great advice. I love that. I've seen the flower, the flyers advertising the clinic you're putting on in May. What are your uh, opinions on clinics and how they help athletes learn and grow in their sport? Oh, I think there are a huge benefit because, uh, you know, I, I rodeoed professionally for 16 years. I went to the NFR 14 times. I have a good idea of what it takes to be successful. And uh, I know how to ride bulls. I know the fundamentals. And that's what I'm going to teach and preach at my clinics is, is, is the fundamentals and how to be successful, how to, how to select a role model that's getting the results that you want and really focus and really study and write your goals down on paper and crystallize them in your mind and in your heart and work on them every day until they manifest. Mm -hmm. And selecting a clinic like what you're talking about, that is more than just the physical side of things. Cause I think sometimes um, clinicians have, and not that those clinics don't have their value, but if you have to choose, do some research on the clinics that you're going to and, and see if it does have more than just, we're just going to get on and do the physical stuff. But like what you're saying, where you're teaching them how to be role models, you're teaching them how to work on their mental game. Like it's so much more than just the physical side of it. And 
Um, I think there's lots of clinics out there that have that. And I think there's plenty of clinics that don't as well. Uh, I, I agree. If like, it's so, the mental part of it's so important. And, uh, you know, to have that relationship with God is so important because there's going to be some times that you feel like, man, I just can't go on. And that's when never, you know, that's when God, the Holy Spirit is going to, is going to, is going to, you know, encourage you to keep going whenever you feel like, well, I can't go on. You know, that's when his power takes over and it's, you know, it's just the greatest power on earth. And whenever you know that and you feel that and you have that relationship, that's when, and you start building confidence in God, that's when things really start to move. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. What role models do your boys have? Who do they look up to in the modern day? Right now, they 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 pay attention to Stetson Wright because he is. Uh, he, Who doesn't? He, yeah, he's <laughs> he's getting all the results. You know, he rides Bronx great. He rides Bulls great, and uh, his mental game is right. He's always got a positive attitude. He's always smiling. Uh, Casey Field is someone else that the boys look up to because he's always he's a winner, man. He's whether he's winning or losing, he's smiling. And you you can't beat a winner. You can't you can't beat somebody that's happy. That that's the you know that's one of the main ingredients to a positive attitude is is keeping that you know being staying happy, being grateful, be thankful for what you have, be thankful for what God has blessed you with, and keep that in the front of your thinking. I'm so thankful for my family and the boys and my wife Stephanie. You know, and with the life that we get to live, it's just it's. You know, we live in the greatest country on this earth and we get to live out our passions and where else can you do that? You know, I love it that I was, I'm able to have this relationship with God and and, and my family. I, I just it's it's great. Mm -hmm. I love that you said you can't beat someone who is happy and having fun, because I think that's that's so true. Even if even if you're the person who maybe you're winning the trophies, but if you're not having fun, you still really, you haven't actually beat the person just because you got the trophy. You didn't really beat the person who is really enjoying it and going out there and having that positive mentality. Cause those guys are, they're going to get back on the guy who won the buckle. He's getting defeated emotionally. Whereas the other guy's not getting defeated, even if he's not winning. Yeah, it's a it it's a real mental game, you know. But but God has given us all the tools that we need to mm -hmm. to make it work. He 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 makes it work for us. We just got to believe in Him and trust Him. Yeah, He's laid the path. We just have to be willing to walk in it. Amen. Do you have a favorite quote or Bible verse? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, Philippians four thirteen. Uh, and also uh, Romans uh, 10 and 9, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. Mm -hmm. Are you a book reader? Uh, I read, but I'm not I'm not a bookworm. My son, Wyatt, he loves to read, which I'm I'm pretty proud of that. And Weston, he's he, he doesn't like to read as much as Wyatt, but, uh, you know, we like to read. Yeah. There's Are there of, any books that you suggest the the leadership team was just talking about books the other day and what books they could read? Well, one book that really helped me a lot is Psycho Cybernetics. It taught me that I wasn't going to 
uh, rise above my self-image. And you got to have a positive self-image. you got to believe in yourself in order to get to a much higher level. You're at the level you're at is because of your self-image. That's what, how you see yourself. And that's what that book uh, taught me, taught me to set goals and to, then to uh, ro- role model and, and find a great role model. And then also, you know, just practice over and over in my mind of, uh, of what I want. Yeah, like role play, like see yourself in that, being in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho Cybernetics, a good book. Also, another book that I read was uh, Peak Performance. That's that's where I learned how to uh, relax and and visualize and trust. And uh, it it was really a good book also. Yeah. So I'm a nerd. I like to read. (laughs) But I haven't read either of those, so they're on my list now. Readers are leaders. That's right. Do you have any other bits of wisdom to share before we let you go? I just, you know, uh, just get around the right people. You know, you, iron sharpens iron. Be, get around people that want the same thing you want. And then you guys work at it and encourage one another. And, you know, great things will happen. Mm-hmm. And today there's so many opportunities to do that, you know, just like this, we're, I'm in Iowa, you guys are in Texas, we're all in our homes. And there are so many ways to connect with people on a daily basis that you, you couldn't in the past. Like that's one of the amazing things about technology and um, you can do it without technology, but it's one advantage that we have today. So utilize it. And even if you're in an isolated area, like I'm here in Iowa and it's snowing right now and there's nobody's riding their horses and oh yeah, nobody's riding, nobody's roping, nobody's doing anything right now. Um, But yet we still get the opportunity to, to watch the things on social media and to, to interact with people um, to where you can surround yourself with it. Even if you are in an area that isn't saturated in cowboys and cowgirls. For sure. That's, it's really uh, technologies come a long ways. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ted. That's, I mean, this is stuff like it's, it's so good and it's so true and it's so real. And clearly it's, it's tried, true and proven. You have done it. You have utilized it and, and your boys are continuing to do that. And so, um, you know, the proof is in the pudding and it's all right here. So everybody who's listening, um, this is the advice you need to hear. And now you just have to, you have to walk in it. That's all there is to it now. Amen. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. And we just appreciate you taking the time to be on the Rodeo Kids podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If that didn't light your fire, your wood's wet because that was awesome. If you have gold buckle dreams in any way, shape, or form, you ought to be just excited and fired up to go out there and get those reps in so that you can just work on your mental game. 
you go, I want to encourage you to head on over to the rodeokids.com Facebook page where we have posted our last Zoom meeting that talks all about the amazing opportunities that the Rodeo Kids ambassadors have this year, including making money to help pay for fuel and entry fees and what it takes to get up and down the road. I know every parent would love for their kids to contribute financially a little bit more. So we have an awesome opportunity for them to make some cash, to do some good, to share with some friends and to grow their character. When we ask the kids, you know, do they want to be more than just a rodeo competitor, just an athlete? They all want more. They want depth. They want to be encouraged and to be supported and to make friends and to do all of the things um, that happen outside of the arena. And while being a competitor is definitely important and it's fun and we enjoy it, without the rest of it, What do we have if the day comes that we don't get to rodeo or if the day comes that we're just done rodeoing, but we still want to be a part of the community? So at rodeokids.com, we are fostering the mental, physical, relational, networking, all of that side of things that happen outside of the arena so that we can be successful as competitors in the arena and successful in life. So if you or your children are looking for those skills, are looking to become part of a team and in a community community that surrounds each other and holds each other accountable, please head on over to the rodeokids.com join now page and sign up to be an ambassador. You won't regret it. These kids right now are on fire. They are conquering things. They are making plans and they are stepping out of their comfort zones, challenging themselves and becoming better, more well-rounded, more confident humans that have the courage to overcome the obstacles and the challenges that life throws at us together. And they're having fun doing it, which is the most important part of it. So head on over to rodeokids.com backslash join now and become a Rodeo Kids ambassador for your opportunity to join our team, earn some money, earn some scholarships, and much more. www.rodeokids.com backslash join now. Good luck, everybody. Safe travels. God bless. Let us know if we can help you in any way, shape, or form.